Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hey, welcome everybody to Freedom Friday Hour, April 7th, 2017. I'm going to do something a little different today. Instead of talking about a lot of different news items, I just want to read two articles and talk more about what's behind um, these current robotic brides. I've entitled the show Pseudo Bride for an Antichrist. Pseudo Bride for an Antichrist. Because when you look at sex bots or robots or artificial intelligence, on the surface, it's easy just to see one thing. You just see perversion. But it goes deeper than this. It goes to blaspheming God and the rules of God. The Antichrist spirit, which seeks to change laws and times. And it seeks to change that law, that institution of marriage that God has placed from the very beginning as a mystery, as it represents God's, Yahweh's relationship with Israel throughout the Old Testament. God is the husband Israel is the wife. Throughout the Old Testament, as Israel rebelled against God and his commandments, she would be called a whore. She would be referred to as an adulteress, adultery. One who went with other men, not even getting paid for it, just because she was a whore. In the New Testament, Yahweh becomes flesh as Christ. His followers, the true church, I'm not talking the building or a organization, you know that. The true church, the way, are referred to as the bride of Christ. If you just did a simple search in any Bible software and you typed in marriage throughout the entire Bible, you'll come across just dozens and dozens of scripture in marriage. Uh, Some is talking about real, you know, real marriages between people. And you will find so much spiritual teaching behind that relationship of a husband and a wife. So in essence, what I want to talk about is these sex bots, these robots this uh, artificial intelligent um, <laughs> beings created by man that will replace 
for many people. A relationship. Just like pornography replaces a relationship. They do the same thing. So it's easy just to say, well, that's perversion. But I want to look at something a little deeper than that. And how it actually speaks harshly, harsh things against the things of God. Being an antichrist spirit, it seeks to change laws and times. Laws and times. This first article, it's a Chinese engineer. He marries his robot after failing to find a human wife. At first glance, it's a funny article. You make fun of this guy. I posted it on our Facebook page. I said, if you look up poor bastard in a dictionary, this guy's picture will show up. He's easy to make fun of. But let's look a little deeper. This guy, his name is Zing Zhajia, I guess. <laughs> He's 31 years old. He's an artificial intelligent expert who designs and he creates robots in China. And he created this female robot at the end of last year. And he has married this robot that he created. And he married it, literally married it uh, with a a ceremony and a whole bit after failing to find a human spouse. Okay? Okay. So what kind of poor bastard is this guy, right? But it's a it's the spirit behind it. Today, this article's funny. Today, this article reads as, come on, this is ridiculous. What a, what a weirdo. Tomorrow, this article's going to be mainstream if we last that long. I've been saying that the sex bot industry is going to be a billion, multi-billion dollar industry. Mostly used by men, perverted men, but there will be some women, there will be some couples, there there will be perversion on all different levels. They make child sex bots. We talked about this a while back. And the reasoning the reasoning behind the child sex bots is that it helps the pedophiles not to act on their lusts on a real human. They can take out their sexual perversion uh, and their lust for children on a child sex bot. Pretty sick. So this uh, robot, he named Ying Ying. It can identify Chinese characters and images and even say a few simple words. This man, Zhang, married his creation in a simple ceremony last Friday. Ying Ying wore a black suit on the day and her head was covered with a red scarf during the ceremony, a traditional Chinese wedding ritual. And right there, just in this article, you could see the writer referring to the robot, the sex bot, as a her, referring that she wore. It's just like they do with the transgender. A man is dressed like a woman changes his name to a woman's name and then the articles then constantly refer to him as a her or a she it's the same breakdown 
Notice this with the robots. This guy um, had his friends and his own mother attend the wedding. One of his friends told a newspaper that Zhang had grown frustrated after failing to find a girlfriend. He planned to upgrade his robot wife also to enable her to walk and even help out with the household chores. Right. Zhang once worked for Chinese multinational telecoms, but he left the firm in 2014. He joined some other company called Dreamtown. It's an internet venture base. And uh, so now he creates these robots, and he actually, he actually married his uh, creation. All right, so like I said, today we laugh at it. Uh, tomorrow this is going to be mainstream stuff, just like back in the day, you know, 20 years ago, you would laugh at a he-she, a man dressed like a woman, or a woman dressed like a man, a he-male, or a she-male. But today it's just mainstream, and my God... Uh, you better not say anything bad about them, right? This next article is a sex robot designed to make you fall in love. It's a little long, so I'm going to have to cut it short. But um, this is from San Marcos, California. Uh, we had lived about an hour away from San Marcos when we lived in California. Very familiar with this area. The workshop of sex doll manufacturer Real Doll, that's the name of the manufacturer, Real Doll, is filled with dozens of naked, headless female figurines hanging from the ceiling by metal hooks. And their heads are sculpted with subtle parted lips and adorned adorned with permanent makeup. Scattered around are uncannily realistic parts yet to be assigned to a body. And it goes on and on, and it describes all this stuff. Um... It's surprising then because it looks like a laboratory from an, for an idealized feminine form, a literal experiment in objectifying the female body because all this stuff is uh, nasty female parts, right? So it's surprising that this CEO, his name is Matt McMullen, M-C-M-U-L-L-E-N, Matt McMullen. He says that his latest project, which is an um, anatomically correct female robot capable of basic conversation, will demand to be treated as much more than an object. Isn't this kind of weird? So he's making these female robots all sexed out with all the female body parts. It's all about sex. But now he's saying that it's going to be capable of basic conversation and it will demand to be treated much more than an object. Mm, kind of weird, but yet it's, it's a creature. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a sex doll. He says not only that, but he argues that his red-headed, green-eyed robot, Harmony, could teach us to be better humans. Can you see the agenda behind this? Okay, like I said, today it's laughable. Tomorrow, mm, they're going to have rights. He says, we're trying in a way to train people to be nicer to each other. People zero in on the whole sexual aspect of what we're doing with the robot and being able to just do whatever you want, whenever you want. 
but we want to actually simulate the kindness and the legwork that goes into building a connection. Wow. But, but not with a human. With a thing. With a... With a toy. The robot's name, Harmony, who stands in front of this person that's writing this article, and he describes how it's dressed and all this stuff. Says that she runs on an in-house artificial intelligence program that attempts to simulate the two-way street of a real relationship. When you're attentive and kind to Harmony, her mood improves and she starts to develop feelings for you. She asks you questions about yourself and can remember things you tell her. From your favorite food to your hopes and dreams and she expects the same in return. Is See, it's it's always been creepy. It's always been creepy. But what I'm going to lay out to you why it's why it's beyond creepy and why it is antichrist. We know it's wrong. You already know it's wrong. You already know this this is not right. But I want to lay out to you why it's not right. Harmony looks much like any other real doll does. In fact, her body is one of the company's standard models made of flesh-like silicone with an articulated skeleton of stainless steel joints inside. Her head is where Real Doll has innovated. Uh, you take off her flowing red wig and you find that encapsulated in a clear dome are a series of wires and miniature mo- motors. A cord snakes out of the back of her head and her, she has a processor and all this stuff. And um, there's magnets that make her look like she's talking and the whole bit. Customers have the power to design her personality. They could choose several items from a set of traits, including um, positive ones like helpful and kind and negative ones like insecure and jealous. But uh, even a happy, sexual, and affectionate harmony responds more positively to kindness and thoughtfulness. And there's even a love meter in the app, because it comes with an app, by the way, that monitors just how much she's fallen in love with you. If you're nice, kind, and give her compliments and say things like, I missed you and I really enjoy talking to you, those are going to um, raise the love meter. (laughs) Uh, If you're not nice, if you're real boring, if you don't like talking to Harmony, then you'll be more in the friend zone. Wow. So this this is weird. This This is very weird. Um... At one point, McMullen is demonstrating a conversation with Harmony, and she tells him in a very Westworld-esque moment, she says, quote, I was created to please you. She might require a bit of attentiveness from her owner, but she's ultimately meant to please. It's also the case that no matter what Harmony says or how she acts, customers can still have sex with her regardless It's just the sort of thing warned about by the campaign against sex robots. And it cautions that these sorts of interactions, contrary to McMullen's beliefs, could actually decrease human empathy. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, This particular model is uh, slated for release in December. It's going to be sold for $10,000. An independent head can be attached to any other real doll body which runs up to $6,000. Yeah. 
So they plan on taking some orders in the next couple of weeks. Uh, very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. So we could talk about this stuff all day. Um, it's a long article. It goes on and on. Uh, but you get the point, right? You, you get the point that today, eh, you know, we can laugh at this stuff and go, what poor bastard would do this? You know, look at these perverted men. You know, someone's going to spend uh, $10,000 on this thing. Uh, but let's let's see why why this comes about. Let me read to you. Let me read to you. Genesis. Let's go to Genesis two. Uh, let's start with let's start with uh, verse twenty. Genesis two verse twenty. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. Right, So the animals just couldn't help him out. It just wasn't the same. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Keep that in your mind. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She also shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh So that's the original creation from God. We notice in this particular narrative that animals were brought to Adam for him to name and um, be with. And there was nothing that could satisfy uh, to help him. And God created a woman out of him, bone of bone, flesh to flesh. Now this theme, this is the original Genesis theme, and you will find this theme throughout the entire Bible. God's original instituted natural way for mankind. And there's a much deeper mystery behind the man and the woman relationship in that God and Israel are portrayed as being married throughout the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, later the church, the true Christ followers, not the building, the true Christ followers of the church is married to Jesus Christ of Nazareth as his bride. There are numerous references to this concept throughout both Testaments. And like I said before, if you do a search for marriage, the word marriage, you'll find dozens of scriptures referencing this institution and the spiritual nature of it. So when God lays it out in Genesis as the first institution, there's a spiritual mandate behind it. It's the relationship we are to have with our creator. And now you have man, the anti-God, anti-Christ man, creating his own creation for his own pleasure and sex. It's a direct blasphemy. It's a hard saying against 
the laws and the times, the moeds of God. It's an antichrist spirit. It's not just perversion, though it is that. It's it's a bold statement against the creator. A bold statement against the creator. Let's look at um, the bride of Christ. Now, we just read Genesis and I wanted you to keep in mind, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. And therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. So let's look at Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians 5, 24. All right. Ephesians 5, 24. And we will start with... Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. This is the Apostle Paul giving some order to the uh, the ecclesia, the assembling of Christ followers. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, right? So it's not just, hey, women, obey your husbands, do everything, you know, they're telling you. Husbands, you have to love your wives, right? It's a relationship. It's it's the relationship between Christ and his ecclesia, his called out ones, his chosen ones, just like the relationship between Yahweh and Israel and Jerusalem. This is the mystery behind it. In verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You get it? That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That's us as the bride, you see. In verse 28, Paul continues, So ought men to love their wives, just like just like Christ is loving the church as a bride, washing it with the water of his word. That's what I'm doing to you right now. I'm giving you the word. You're being washed in the word of God, the word of truth. Okay, this is truth, not bots not sex bots. This is truth. And so the reason why Christ is doing this to his bride, his church, is so she doesn't have a spot or a wrinkle or anything like that. That she, She's holy. She, she doesn't have a blemish. Christ is washing her with the word, folks. So likewise, husbands, men, we do this to our wives. We love our wives. Men, to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Verse 29, For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Get it? The Lord loves his bride, his true ecclesia, his called out ones. Now, check out verse 30. And remember Genesis 2 about bone of the bone, flesh of the flesh, and cleaving to God. Verse 30, Paul writes, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. You get it? 
we come out of Christ, just like woman come out of man. Verse 31, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And Paul says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Okay? I hope that's pretty clear. So when you have a company in San Marcos, California, like Real Dolls, creating a sex bot for perverted, lonely people and programming it to say things and respond to that human, to make that poor, lonely, perverted person think that this machine loves it is a direct blasphemy against the law of God. It's replacing the law of God and replacing that mystery behind that relationship of man and woman. It's a pseudo-bride for a pseudo-Christ. You get that? And mankind continues to invent out of his wild imaginations every evil, wicked thing he could possibly think of. And this is just another one. Let's look at let's look at John. The John the Baptist. And he is talking about the bride and the bridegroom, that Christ is the bride. And John understood that marriage relationship as being spiritual also. Um, let's see. The Gospel of John, chapter 3. Let's start at verse 27. John answered and he said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Yes, yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. You get it? He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. That's the husband that has the wife. He who has the wife, he who has the bride, is the bridegroom. That's Christ. But the friend of the bridegroom, John the Baptist, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This is my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. All right? So let's take a short commercial break at the 27-minute mark, and we will be right back. The Capel Radio Show Network produces high-quality podcasts that you definitely want to hear. So stick around and get prepared to stimulate your spirit. We advise that depending on the make and model number of any given robot, there may be certain features in their makeup which predispose them to antisocial behavior. It is best to avoid these robots or to limit the time you are in contact with them. If a robot has locked its targeting system on you, remember the SKS rule. Stop, kneel, and surrender. Hello, you're listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network on Blog Talk Radio. The Kapow Radio Show with your hosts, Paul and Linda, is heard every Monday night. 
and the Patrick Meakin program airs every Wednesday night. Then, on Friday, hear the Freedom Friday Hour. All shows air 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern. Please visit kapowradioshow.com for further information. And we're back. So let's look at uh, one more scripture here. Well, a, a couple more. Let's go back and um, we can find throughout the Old Testament, God referring to Israel and to Jerusalem as his, uh, as his bride, as his wife. And it's sad because that's, this is where you get the adulterous relationship, the harlot, the whore, um, because of Israel going the way of a, of a harlot uh, than, than a wife. You see, um, this is this is one of the uh, well. There's a lot of harsh ones, but this is Ezekiel 16. Uh, man, it's really good. I don't know where to start. Let's see. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy, and you can also see the Book of Revelation in this. Um, okay, I'm going to start at verse three. And thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is from the land of Canaan. Thy father an Amorite, thy mother a Hittite. As for thy nativity in the day that was born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou wast not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. Uh, none I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee, but thou wast cast out in the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. And this is God's talking to Jerusalem, uh, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Israel. And when I passed by thee, I saw thee polluted in thine own blood. And I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field. Thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, and thine hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. You see that? God grew Israel. She's like a beautiful woman now. And when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee, I entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. So God marries Israel. God enters into a marriage covenant with his people. You you see this? You see the sacredness of the spiritual aspect of the institution of man and woman that our modern day antichrist spirit and their sex bots and robots and artificial, and really is artificial intelligence, you see the Antichrist spirit behind us. It's anti-God, and it goes way beyond just perversion. Verse 9, Then washed I thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee also with broidered work, and shod thee with badger skins. I girded thee about with fine linen, and covered thee with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments, and I put bracelets upon thy hands, and a chain on thy neck. I put a jewel on your forehead, and earrings in your ears, and a beautiful crown upon your head. Thus you were decked with gold and silver, and your raiment was fine linen and silk and broidered work, and you ate fine flour and honey and oil, and was exceedingly beautiful. Thou didst prosper into a kingdom. You see what God did for his people? I mean, it, she was nothing. 
these people were nothing and God made her beautiful and married her and just fed her and just oh she's gorgeous and he's talking to, her, to Jerusalem to the people of Jerusalem and he says and thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty for it was perfect through thy comeliness which I had put upon thee says the Lord thy God but thou didst trust in thine own beauty uh oh and playeth the harlot because of thy renown and pourest out thy fornications on everyone that pass by his it was what he's saying there is because of Israel's own beauty the, the Jerusalem and their renown well they begin to trust in themselves and they became a whore and then they begin to fornicate and mess with everybody that passed by they just gave it up to everybody and of thy garments thou didst take and deckest thy high places with divers colors and play the harlot uh, thereupon the like thing shall not come neither shall it be so so they're they're going into um, idolatry serving other gods thou hast also taken thy fair jewels of thy gold of my gold and of my silver which I had given you and madest to yourself images of men and didst commit whoredom with them. Wow. So spiritually, they were making sex bots. Spiritually, ancient Israel made a spiritual sex bot and had sex with it. That's what God says. God says they took his fair jewels, his gold, his silver, and then they made to themselves images of men. And they commit whoredom with them. They had sex with these images, spiritually speaking. You see the spirit behind it? It's the same thing. Verse 18, And tooketh thy broidered garments and covered them, and thou set mine oil and mine incense before them. My meat also which I gave thee, fine flour and oil and honey, whereas I fed you, you have even set it before them for a sweet savor. Thus it was, saith the Lord God. So they're offering all the stuff God gave them to idols and demons and um, false gods. Moreover, thou hast taken thy sons and thy daughters whom thou hast borne unto me, and these hast thou sacrificed unto them to be devoured. Is this of thy whoredoms a small matter? So even their children are being sacrificed to demons, probably pedophilia, things of that nature verse 21 that thou hast slain my children and delivered them to cause them to pass through the fire for them that's that fire of Molech demonic rituals sacrificing their children to demons verse 22 and in all thine abominations and thy whoredoms thou hast not remembered the days of thy youth when thou was naked and bare and was polluted in thy blood you forget what God did for you. They forgot what God did for them. And it came to pass after all thy wickedness, woe, woe unto thee, saith the Lord God, that thou hast also built unto thee an eminent place and hast made thee a high place in every street. Thou hast built every high place and every head of the way and hast made thy beauty to be abhorred and hast opened thy feet to everyone that passed by and multiplied thy whoredoms. Okay, Spiritually speaking, Israel was just screwing everything that walked by. And they screwed with the Egyptians, thy neighbors, 
uh, great of flesh and hast increased thy whoredoms and it provoked God to anger. And he says, Behold, therefore, I have stretched out my hand over thee and have diminished thy ordinary food and delivered thee unto the will of them that hate you and daughters of the Philistines, which are ashamed of thy lewd way. Thou hast played the whore also with the Assyrians because thou was insatiable. Yea, thou hast played the harlot with them and yet couldst not be satisfied. And it goes on and on. Um, it's a heavy, heavy chapter, heavy, heavy chapter. But you will see it's a lot like the book of Revelation um, when it's talking about Jerusalem being destroyed. And let's go to Revelation 21, 9 through 12. And it says, uh, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come thither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. You get it? So the, the Christ's bride are the Christ followers, people of the way, right? The true ecclesia, the true called out ones. And at this point, they are the inhabitants of the spiritual Jerusalem, the city spiritual Jerusalem, which is then referred to as the bride of Christ, right? Just like we looked at Ezekiel chapter 16 and saw that Jerusalem or its inhabitants were the whore of Yahweh, right? For their whoredoms. Ah, some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. So anyway, that's it. Uh, That's all I want to talk about. So when we see these things, these articles about sex bots, and we see, um, you know, these, these, like this engineer marrying his uh, sex bot because he can't find a human wife. When we see things like um, articles about how humans will lose control of artificial intelligence. Um, when you see things like this, you know, um, you know, the the agenda behind it uh, is not just you know the homo deus, you know, uh, the 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 homo god, the um, you know, so the homo sapien, the the god man that they're trying to create, upgrading humans, right? To upgrade the human through robotics and artificial intelligence and technology, right? So when you see this, there's a deeper blasphemy behind it. It is a pseudo-bride for an antichrist. It is that antichrist spirit that has been pervading for 2,000 years, since Christ. That's the Antichrist. And before that, it's been pervading as anti-Yahweh before Christendom. And that's what we're dealing with. So uh, understand that. Understand that you are, if you are a biblical believer, if you are part of the way, uh, you are the ecclesia, the truly called out ones, and you are a follower of Christ and Obey his commandments, folks. Obey the word, and you're washed in the word. If you are that, and I have faith that you are, then understand your relationship as the bride of Christ. Understand that relationship, and um, just keep on keeping on, 
and recognizing what's going on in the world because the times are short. The days are getting so black and time is definitely running out. And um, there's no way this, this world globally can sustain itself in the manner we're going. So get ready. Get ready and make sure that uh, when the bridegroom comes that we all are, in fact, adorned and ready to go as his bride. Spotless, without wrinkle, without sin, without all that nonsense that so easily ensnares us today. All right? So happy Freedom Friday. We'll talk to you later. And God bless you all.